being back tonight and for giving me another opportunity to lead your thoughts uh, along the lines of God's Word. Uh, the things that we talk about tonight will be encouraging to us all. In the passage that Mark just read for us, we have the familiar instruction about the love of money being the root. terrible sins that money itself, but the love of it. And we're told about all, some of the terrible sins that come from the love of money. But in verse 11, we're told that we need to flee these things. And many places in the Bible where you see sins being denounced, you'll see things put in contradiction to that that we're supposed to put in their place. So instead of following these sins of money, it says we need to follow after, uh, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. We're to be following after these things. And specifically tonight, I want to look at the idea of following after patience. Verse 76, verse 11 says we need to be following after patience. Patience is a calm word, isn't it? Maybe even a sleepy word. It makes us all calm and settled out when we think about patience. And yet, 1 chapter 6, verse 11 tells us we need to be pursuing it. Patience and having patience in our life is not something that's going to happen for us passively. You know, sometimes I think that we consider certain people born with patience. I wish I could have her patience. I wish I could have his patience. She must have been born with that patience. No, patience is something that we're told we need to pursue or follow after. We need to be following after patience. We need to be working on it in our life. There's going to be work involved in this. It's going to be a devoted and dedicated effort that we're going to have to put forth to have the kind of patience that God wants us to have. This evening, I want to look at some areas where we must be pursuing that patience. First off, I want to tell you that we need to be pursuing patience and living a godly life. Again, not a passive thing where I just hope that I have patience. But I need to be pursuing it or following after patience in living a godly life. When we live a godly life, we're going to be going against the grain. We're going to be going against society. We're going to be going against those around us. We're going to be swimming upstream. Living godly is not something that's just going to happen for us accidentally. It is going to be a devoted effort on our part. And when there is devoted effort in anything... We can grow tired at that. And I want to tell you tonight that we need to make sure that we're having patience, that we're following after patience as we live the godly life that God would have us to live. In Hebrews chapter 12, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, just after we get done with the incredible list of people who had faith in chapter 11, notice what it says in chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2 goes on and says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We're going to have to run this race that is set before us with patience. We are in a marathon. As we live this life, 
of being godly. We're not in a 100-yard dash. We're not in a sprint. We're in a marathon. And marathon runners do a lot of work preparing their mind for what they're going to have to be engaged in. I've never run a marathon, but I've done some distance running in my, in my past years when I had younger knees. And when you do run a distance race, you've got to get your mind right. Your mind will play tricks with you. Getting your mind right and making sure that you're ready to run that race and stick it out is necessary. And so it is with us. We need to pray going to take patience as we're living this life that God wants us to live that's different than the world around us because it's going to take effort. We're going to have to make sure that we run with patience. Looking to Jesus as our example and our inspiration because He ran His course with patience. We need to as well. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The devil's going to be whispering in our ears, give up, quit. It's not worth it. We've got to make sure that we have this, this determination to not faint so that we can reap if we don't lose heart. What does lack of patience do? If we don't have this patience, we will not be doing what we should be doing. We will not be doing the well-doing, the good-doing that we need to without this patience. And then finally, Romans chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. In Romans chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, eternal life will be rewarded to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. We're going to be rewarded if we'll keep on keeping on. It is a condition of obtaining eternal life, following after this patience and being godly, living the life that we're called to live. We need to, by patient continuance, continue doing what we're doing. We need to be active. This needs to be a deliberate act of action on our part, to be pursuing after patience, pursuing after patience and living a godly life. It is going to be difficult. It is going to be challenging. We can't grow weary in that. We've got to keep on keeping on. God wants us to be patient in this. Furthermore, as we look at things that we need to develop patience in in our lives to be pleasing to God, we need to have patience as we deal with tribulation. Tribulation, trials, difficulties are going to stand in our way as we try to serve God. And we, not, we have to make sure that we approach these tribulations and these trials with patience. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 tells us all that are, will desire to live godly will suffer persecution. We're going to suffer trials. It's not always going to be a cakewalk for us. It's going to be difficult. We need to make sure that we're ready that we're going to be patient as we deal with these tribulations. Romans chapter 12, beginning of verse 10. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the, God, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Tribulation is going to come. We need to be patient in it. We could all make a long list of the tribulation and trials that have stood in our way 
as we've tried to live a life for God. That tribulation can come in the form of family members who are not living like they should and who are maybe even actively working against us in trying to live the way that we know we should. It certainly can come in the way of friends who will try to encourage us to live in ways that are not pleasing to God and will ridicule us and mock us. Our work do things to hurt us because we're not living the way that they're living. Our work associates, people in the neighborhood, whatever the form may be, tribulation is going to come. And it can be catastrophic to our faith if we do not have the attitude of being patient when we face those difficult times. We've got to pursue patience. We've got to be working on being patient in the difficult times and the challenges that come our way. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20. Peter tells us that we're going to face these trials and we need to do it patiently. 1 Peter 2, verse 20. For what credit is it when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Now this just isn't a little ridicule. This isn't somebody just calling you a little goody two-shoes and snickering at you. Ah, oh, look at that guy. He thinks he's better than us. This is serious, isn't it? They're beating you for living like you should. They're physically inflicting pain and harm to you. And how do you take that? Oh, I'm done. I'm out of here. No, you take it patiently. We've got to be working on being patient when tribulation is coming our way, even physical pain and suffering. We take it patiently. That's what God wants us to do. Notice it is commendable before God. The King James Version says this is acceptable with God. This is what God wants from us. When things are hard, when people are being belligerent towards us because we're determined to live like we should, we take it patiently. This isn't something that's passive. No one is born with this trait that I like to be beaten for being good and I can take it. No, this is something we've got to pursue, isn't it? We've got to work on this. We've got to be working on developing this attitude. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4, notice what Paul said. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Thessalonians were patiently enduring persecutions and tribulations. And it doesn't seem like this was a rare occurrence in this passage, does it? All your persecutions and tribulations that they were enduring, they were taking them patiently. We need to make sure that we have the same attitude in our lives. And notice the encouragement that they were to others as Paul recounted their patience to other brethren. Oh, you ought to see the Thessalonians. You ought to see what they're going through. And more than that, you ought to see the attitude that they have. Can you imagine the encouragement the Christians got from that? And I will tell you, the same will be true from us as well. If we will patiently endure the challenges that we face, we'll be an encouragement to those who are around us. But on the flip side of that, if we give up, if we give in, when times get tough, we can only imagine then the discouragement that we will be to our brethren if we do not have the patience that we should have. And so we've got to be following after patience as we deal with the tribulations of this life, the tribulations that we've been promised will come. We've got to deal with them 
patiently. Well, as we look at other areas where we need to be working on developing patience, I want to tell you tonight that we need to develop patience as we deal with our brethren. Now, this seems strange, doesn't it? We've just been talking about how we're going to have to go against the grain, be counterculture in living a godly life, and that's going to be difficult. We've got to be patient in that. We're going to have to deal with our culture, our society, those around us as they make fun of us and ridicule us, maybe even physically persecute us. We're going to have to be patient in that. But we've got to be patient when we're dealing with our brethren. Well, that sort of seems sort of silly. Why would we have to be patient with those who are trying to live the same way we live? Well, because people in general are going to do things that upset us and anger us and disappoint us and discourage us. And we need to make sure that we have patience as we deal with one another. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient towards all. We're going to have to be patient towards all. Our brethren are going to disappoint us. Our brethren are going to be weak and struggling at times and not living like they should. We've got to be patient with them when they are. Our brethren at times are going to do things that make us upset, anger us, push just the right button, get on the last nerve. We're going to be patient when our brethren do that. Our brethren are going to do things maybe that are intentionally hurtful. Beginning of verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Our brethren are going to require us to be long-suffering with one another long-suffering, patient with them as we deal with each other. <coughs> now, this is a challenge as I deal with everyone else in this congregation, but I am never, and here's a newsflash, you're not either. People are going to have to be patient with each of us from time to time, and we need to return the favor. Too often, we get our feelings hurt too easily. Too often, we assume the worst-case scenario about our brethren. Too often, we place the worst possible motives on the reasoning behind the, what, the, the, what they do. We need to make sure that we're long-suffering with one another. Our brethren may be struggling with sin. We need to be patient and long-suffering. Our brethren may hurt our feelings. We need to be patient and long-suffering. Why is that? Because being long-suffering is crucial to doing what the last part of Ephesians 4 verse 3 says, keeping the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. If we're not long-suffering with each other, we will not have the unity. We will not have the bond of peace that God commands us to have. We've got to be long-suffering with each other. And I know that it's difficult at times. I know at times there's a brother or a sister who just is hard to deal with. We've got to be patient. I know there are brothers and sisters who have hurt us many, many times before. We've got to be patient 
We've got to be following after, pursuing patience as we deal with our brethren. Next, as we look at areas where the Bible tells us we need to be following after patience, and that is the seeing the results of our labor. We are going to be working hard for the Lord in this life, patient. We're not always going to see the results of that work immediately. We need to be patient as we wait for those results to be seen. When I was in college, I worked at a lawnmower factory for a year. And the lawnmower factory is no longer in business, and because that partly is because the lawnmower factory was very bad at making lawnmowers. The workers were not very good at it. And there was all kinds of difficulty, and every afternoon we'd get in a room and we'd talk about how many lawnmowers they had made that day and how that wasn't enough lawnmowers. We're going to have to make more lawnmowers the next day, and how are we going to do this? How are we going to get everybody motivated to make more lawnmowers? Well, they came up with an idea that we've got to give people a reward for working hard. And not only do we have to give them a reward for working hard, we need to give them a reward the day they work hard because people have a short-term memory problem. And so if I work hard on Monday and I don't see any benefit from that until I get my paycheck on Friday, it's not going to be very motivating. What we need to be doing when they walk out of the factory at the end of the day, if they did good, we need to give them some kind of bonus as they walk out the door. Instant gratification. Well, that's the society that we live in, isn't it? Instant gratification. If we go on a diet, we want to lose 50 pounds the first week. We're not going to stick this thing out if I'm not losing weight immediately. We start an exercise program, and I want to see the results immediately. I don't want to get winded when I climb that flight of stairs after I've walked one day or done some setups or whatever it be. I want instant gratification. But it's not that way spiritually. The Bible tells us that God's work is not always going to be immediately seen in the results. Look at Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Luke chapter 8, verse 15, talking about the good ground. These are people who have patience, who are willing to wait. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. But on that good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. We've got to bring forth fruit with patience. I got out yesterday and broke open the ground in the garden for the first time getting ready to plant some seeds. I'm sure many of you have had tried your hand at gardening or planting a few vegetables out in the flower bed. The thing about planting a garden, planting seeds, is you don't see that fruit immediately, do you? It's going to be several weeks after you plant that seed before you'll see any fruit on it. We need to make sure that we're willing to wait. If we garden the way we do things spiritually, many of us would pull up the seeds before they could even germinate. We've got to be patient as we do the Lord's work, knowing that the, the fruit will come, but we've got to be patient in that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, Paul says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. The increase is in God's hands, not ours. We need to be diligent in doing our part like Paul and Apollos, doing our part, but trusting that God will give the increase. There are a lot of people who want to see the increase immediately. I heard a preacher in a sermon recently who was encouraging people not to just invite people to come to services, 
but to bring them to services. He says, if we just invite them to services, we failed. How can I fail if I invite someone to services? That's all I can do, right? I can't force them to come with me to services. All I can do is plant the seed. I've heard of, of churches who had goals that in this year, at the start of the year, say in 2022, we're going to have 10 baptisms this year. That's our goal. We're having 10 baptisms. How can I affect that? I can't. No, I can plant the seed. I can water the seed, but the increase is out of my hands. God will give the increase. I've got to be patient and as, as I do the Lord's work to wait to see the fruit of it. I need to be patient as I wait. And then, as we look at areas where we need patience, I'll tell you tonight, we need patience as we await our award. We're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices in this life. And we know that we will ultimately be rewarded for it, but I'm afraid many times we get, become discouraged and we begin to think that it's just not worth it. All that I'm having to go through, all that I'm giving up, all the sacrifices that I'm making, all the difficult times that I'm enduring, it's just not going to be worth it. I think I'll just give up. When we have that attitude, we're short-sighted and we lack the patience that we need to have to be pleasing to God. God will fulfill the promises He's made to the faithful. We must have patience. We must have faith in that. In Romans chapter 8, in Romans chapter 8, beginning of verse 24, Romans 8, verse 24, For we are saved by hope, but what hope that is seen, but that, but hope that is, seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for it? But if we hope for what we see not, then we do we with patience wait for it. If we have the faith that we should have, we will be patient as we wait for the fulfillment of the promises that God has made to us. We've been learning about the Israelites in Genesis and now in Exodus and the promises that God has made to them. And God didn't fulfill those promises overnight. It took some 400 years before they were released from captivity in Egypt. And yet they were going to be blessed, and they are going to be blessed as we read on in Exodus with God fulfilling His promises. God's made incredible promises to us. He's not fulfilling them overnight. We've got to be patient as we wait for them. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, you have need of patience that after you have been God, that we're going to receive the promise. Do we have that patience? Do we have that faith in God? that we're going to stick it out to the end because we know that God will fulfill His promises. And then finally, James chapter 5, beginning verse 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. But ye also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draws nigh. There's that imagery again of the farmer or the gardener or the person who wishes they had a green thumb watching that fruit, waiting for it to get ripe. And it may seem like it's never going to come. As I watch the tomatoes hang on the vine in our garden or I watch the corn developing, there's many times where you think it's just never going to get here. It's never going to get ripe, but it will. We need to have faith and we need to have patience. And James goes on here and says, the coming of the Lord draws nigh. It's not going to be long for any of us until we receive the reward. 
what if? What if you got so tired and exhausted and so fed up with living a godly life, you said, okay, I'm just going to quit? What if you did that today and the Lord came back tomorrow? Wouldn't it be foolish? Wouldn't it be a foolish decision to give up and quit? The Lord is drawing, the coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. We need to be patient because we will receive our award. We've got to have patience. Patience is something that we're going to have to be active and proactive in pursuing, following after patience. We'll do that in living a godly life. That's going to be difficult. We're going to do it. We're going to do it even when it gets hard and we have to deal with tribulation. We're going to have patience as we deal with our brethren. They're going to be trying sometimes. I'm going to be trying to deal with it. I need you to be patient with me. You are going to be trying sometimes. I'm going to try to be patient with you. We're going to be patient with one another. We're going to wait as we uh, see, to see the results of our labor. We're going to be patient. And we're going to be patient for receiving our reward because we know God is faithful. What about you tonight as you live your life? Are you living a life that is characterized by patience? This life is not easy. This life is challenging. God has told us it will be. We need to be patient as we deal with the challenges that we're called to face. If you're here tonight and there's anything we can do to help you spiritually, will you let us know while we stand and sing?